0: y'all welcome back i am super excited for this one Uh, ashley and eric are here and you know i really i consider them the head and the heart of the show you can decide who's who there because, I mean, they agree on most stuff anyway. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But y'all get excited here. Uh, we got Megan, uh, dear friend, honestly, dear, dear friend. We've known her forever. But her professional life spans so many different categories. Um, I, I do want to focus mostly on, uh, I guess, the teaching thing. So, uh, Megan, if you could, h- how long were you a teacher? What grades did you teach? You know, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, guys. So glad to be here, by the way. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. It's so fun to see old friends from high school I and middle it. school. Um, yeah, I was a teacher for nine years. Um, for eight of those years, I taught elementary school. And for four of those eight years, I was the gifted and talented specialist. So I diagnosed students. Um, on their IQ, and I was specifically looking for students with high IQ and high creativity um, intelligence. Um, and then I did one year in middle school doing the exact same thing, but at the middle school level. So, what? He, yeah, it was. Was fun. the middle it was school great?
0: Was that the last year? Was the middle school year like the end of it?
1: The middle school year was the last year, and the like uh, the straw that broke the camel's back with education. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
0: I was angling there, man. I
1: I don't think that's a coincidence. I think, you know, that's middle school sucks. So (laughs) God bless all middle school people. Oh yeah. We've all been in middle school.
0: Dude. uh Dude. Yeah, (laughs) I believe it or not, we've uh, literally all been
2: all together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This show is quickly becoming like a Hyde Park just reunion tour. But everybody else I asked doesn't want to come on, so I'm happy to have you. Um, So, okay, (laughs) we were kind of talking last week. Absolutely, Uh, we were kind of talking last week on like that moment that you felt like I definitely want to do blank, which I never had. Did you have that moment? At what point were you like, I want to be a teacher for sure, or like, or did you have that moment?
1: Oh no, and this is funny because like. All teachers ask other teachers if they've had the had this moment, or like everyone's grandma is like, "Oh, did you I'll always know you wanted to be a teacher?" And it's like, actually, no, I didn't know that.
0: So right. I, I I love the idea of the straw that broke the camel's back. Walk us through the, your last you know month or so or whatever. How did you exit junior high?
1: Yeah, uh, middle school. You know, definitely was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was hard and the kids were crazy. And I put in my resignation in like April and we ended in June. And um, I knew I was moving on away from education. And uh, I decided to get a puppy Rhodesian Ridgeback. Why not? But I'm a teacher who's at school like a long time. So I just pop that puppy in my little tote every day, walk into school, take it to my classroom. You know it, And I told my students, I'd be like, if you say a word, the puppy <laughs> goes away and I will call you a liar.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they're like, okay, Miss McCammit, no problem. <laughs> and then the dog played and uh, I would get students to take it out to go to the bathroom and sneak around where there were no cameras. It was amazing. We had a whole operation.
0: <laughs> that's, beautiful. that's beautiful okay but so that was I, middle
1: it, school elementary was much different
0: well okay if you that was kind of going there like what is the main difference to the kids is it just like a level of respect like what's the biggest difference to you from like you know say a third grader to like a sixth grader
1: oh absolutely well because you're you're with the kid all day long in elementary school yeah. and yeah. in middle school you've only got them for like depending on the school for a 90-minute block or a 45-minute block once a day. And in elementary school, one, they're elementary school kids, so they love their teachers. They're just excited to be there. You know, even at fifth grade, they're the head honcho of the school, but they've known you their whole kinder to fifth, you know. And oh, so, yeah. They've seen you
3: around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They've seen you around. They hope to have you, yada, yada, whatever it is. Their
3: siblings know. had you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you get to see them every day, all day long, almost. And so in middle school, you just don't get to build that connection as well.
2: Hmm.
1: True. Or it's hmm. harder. Let me Let me rephrase that. Because there are middle school teachers who are really good at building that connection with that small amount of time. Um, it's just harder to do it for sure. So bravo to the middle school teachers. They yeah. they do a great job. Yes. And I was just not one of those. So
3: <laughs> It's almost <laughs> an entirely different skill set, right? Like yes. that, between that age with that demographic, the way they're developing and thinking and reacting and all that kind of thing. They're just completely different scenarios.
1: Absolutely. And like, I think about your mom, Eric, who had to deal with such varying ages as our librarian at school i mean that's a lot librarian, of
0: librarian kindergarten to seniors in high school and that's everybody
3: crazy. in between yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah i mean she mostly did high school but yeah but like so i was an elementary education major for a year by the way and i spent yeah. a little you bit of time a in great
1: teacher! oh my god well you thank you be.
3: but what i figured out was that i didn't like going to school, so maybe doing it as a job wasn't the best of ideas for me. <laughs> but... Uh, well... <laughs> yeah, you know, at least I had the realization before. But
2: what's there. that phrase, those who can't do, teach? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> correct. I was about to say that Ashley. I was like...
0: What? Well, I mean, Eric, that might be perfect for you nowadays with, you know, teachers doing online
3: stuff. Oh, hell yeah. you I not leave my house and teach? Yeah. About that? yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> Megan, I mean, it kind of to everybody, but Megan specifically, like you know these kids, and you've been around at that, that age Like, Is a third grader going to really get anything from being in front of a a computer for however many hours a day, six, seven hours a day?
1: Yeah. So, you know, honestly, it's new territory for every single teacher, former, current, you know, aspiring educator. Like my cousin right now is getting – she's about to enter student teaching, right? And then I am a former educator – but then some of my best friends are currently in education, and we know each other through education because we taught together. And it's new territory for everybody. I mean, it's just insane. So I was just in Fort Worth this weekend visiting my best friend and my godkids. Uh, my godson is seven and he's in second grade, and my goddaughter is four and she's going to a pre K and i got to witness it like firsthand like what is happening mm-hmm. and the amount of logins that they have is just like what kid can log that in they can't their parents have to do it you know uh, yeah. um and and, and the logins have to be complicated because we have these people now hacking into classrooms, putting like pornographic material and cussing or whatever, you know, yeah. just evil stuff. Um,
0: God, people are weird.
1: I, uh, it's just not, it's not going to, in my personal opinion, in my professional opinion, it's going to be really hard on the teacher because each child's home situation is very different mm-hmm. and that's okay. We've got parents who are working two jobs, three jobs just to like put food on the table. And then you've got parents who can put their kids in a pod and, you know, have a private teacher for them. And so it's just like creating this even bigger, like gap between mm-hmm. socioeconomic Dynamics. Does that make sense? That's scary. Um, and that's really sad to me because education was created for everybody, you know, equally. And unfortunately, this pandemic has been so politicized and all this stuff. And it's it's just like we don't know how to make it equal right now when it's there's a pandemic going on. And so it makes me sad for those kids and it makes me sad for the kids who are wealthy and who are in pods. I mean, they're not going to get to be around other kids that are different than them. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's further isolationist that's even yeah right you know I mean? and it, it's the, the, not
1: even their fault you know no
0: it's not it, that's yeah. the thing like, no kid chose any of this i mean not no. that even the parents did like nobody was ready for this i mean,
2: no. I mean, oh, I mean yeah. seeing like be, having been an educator like how important do you think that is for a child's development that socialization with other students their age is just huge right
1: Oh, it's huge, 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 huge. And so I would like encourage all parents to like figure out how their kids can get on Zoom or whatever is safe for kids um to video chat with them or figure out like safe social distancing play dates or whatever it is, you know, um, because it's it really important
0: again. you can just you can just have play dates. It's fine. we' We don't really care. About <laughs> Totally okay. <laughs> yep. um, all know. right, so I, I, I do kind of
1: see Joseph.
0: Hey, well, I mean, we are America's number one most conservative podcast. Right. I, I trust That's the president right. when he tells me that it's it's not affecting anybody and everybody's. Fine no, now. he's, he's perfect. Yes, best in the world. I'm pretty sure he said that a couple of times. I, I trust him. Just so I God trust he,
1: if he said it, it's right. Yeah.
0: God's honest truth. (laughs) Um, All right. Kind of left turn here, but I mean, still sticking with just like the idea of younger children, simply because I I have two younger children and watching the, my boy and my girl and how very similar yet very different. They they, they slay me, but okay. So here's kind of the question. I mean, Megan, I'm going to ask you first, but I mean, really, I want to ask all y'all just again, and and this is simply an opinion. None none of us are, you know, psychologists or behavior analysts. So I mean, just in y'all's opinion, but Megan, you first, is there an innate difference between boys and girls? I mean, obviously, physically, there's a thing, and you know, I, I get that. But as far as the mindset, or it, it just it, it, a six-year-old child, is there that much of a difference? And again, in your opinion, between a boy and a girl?
1: Yeah, in my opinion, I believe the biggest difference is uh, social and emotional. Hmm. Um, I just being a teacher to kids, kinder through fifth grade, for you know, four years straight. But in general, for nine years, um, girls tend to develop socially and emotionally quicker than boys. And um, boys tend to, like, become really emotional in third grade. Um, And that's kind of commonly known in education. Um, And they'll cry and they'll get their feelings hurt a lot easier there's nothing wrong with that. It's just unusual. I mean, it's not unusual. That's the wrong word. It's just like it ca- it catches you off guard the first time.
0: Yeah. It's odd that it is would be.
2: Is there any reason why that seems to come up
1: in particular?
2: Well, um, I
1: mean, boys' brains do develop slower than women's, and that is proven by science.
0: Yeah, that's just come up.
1: Uh, women's brains develop exactly. quicker. Yeah. So... I don't know. That probably does have something to do with it, um, but yeah, that's what I've noticed. The biggest difference would be social and emotional development. Seems I would. Ha- I hate to say slower. It's just at a different pace because also girls are developing in other ways different than boys at a slower pace. You know what I mean? But the diff- biggest difference I saw that was surprising to me was that boys. Were slower to develop socially and emotionally.
0: Just like social awareness. Is that kind of what you mean? Or like, if you don't mind my pressing, like, um, like, like how to circles?
1: be a friend, how to initiate play, um, uh, okay. how to initiate friendship, and then emotionally how to deal with anger. When they get frustrated, they end up crying a lot um, or how to express to someone that, they've hurt your feelings instead of just getting angry at them or instead of just like hiding and not talking to anyone at all. You know, there's two opposite ends of that spectrum, you know, it, they're not always angry. It, they could also go hide in your reading tent in your classroom and just avoid everyone being ostrich as I call it, bury their head in the sand. Okay. So yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. It, it, e and Ashley, do you have any opinions there? You, I mean, you know, obviously you've interacted with children. Like, do, do you notice a, a main difference there? I mean, e, you definitely have. Oh, go ahead.
2: I um, I have, I just had this conversation come up recently. I have a good friend. I was at a baby shower and one of my good friends already has um, a daughter who's almost four and a son who's almost two. And she was, you know, it's, she, as those are her first time parent experiences. And she was like right in seeing the girl develop versus the boy it she, the girl was so much faster. It's spot on to what Megan said, just in terms of, even in just in terms of crawling in terms of walking, um, uh, all, all of that. So well, I, I think generally like, um, you know, my thoughts on it are, yeah, I mean, intrinsically we, you know, are made up of different hormones and, uh, you know, our body chemistry is different between male and female, which you know I think probably does have um, effects. You know, it may be a little harder to see in in the beginning, but certainly by puberty and and, and that age, like you're definitely, you know, there's just different things happening to a girl versus a, a boy's body that are going to affect you emotionally in different ways. So yeah, I would say that there there is.
3: Yeah. And even beyond like the natural chemical things that happen within you, there's still the social things you pick up, which especially as like a preteen, that kind of thing, you tend to spend more time with people of your same gender, Mm -hmm. like as a general generality, right? So you sort of pick up the social cues and the behavior and all that other stuff of your peer group. And so if you have a female peer group who's more in tune with their emotional side and how to communicate through that compared to the male side, which is more physical in large Mm -hmm. generalities. It makes sense then that it would take a while to develop those one way or the other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, Eric. Absolutely. Because it's not typical for elementary kids to hang out with the opposite gender, you know, like have play dates with the opposite gender or or whatnot, you know. so.
2: And do you think that it's changing now? Because I think it seems like to me, even from the time that we were in elementary and middle school to now that they the world has shifted in such a way that like boys and young men are taught that it is really truly okay to be more emotional to show those you know feelings I think men or young young men boys talk probably a lot more than they have in the past and there might you know I know social media is the cause of a lot of uh, issues with this age group because of, you know, it can be used in the wrong ways, but it, it may in like these back channels that they, you know, are able feel behind a the screen of able to express themselves more than they may, may have in, you know, in, in past generations. So
0: anonymously expressing emotion mm-hmm. without fear of judgment or, or whatever, because I, I totally feel you. Like my son is actually, I mean, far more emotional than my daughter, which is why I brought this up. Because we've been, you know, his teachers have just even, you know, said he's like getting passionate. I look, he's a super bright kid, but he just, he, he, he's not. He's, you know, he's just a little different than the other boys, and that's fine. It's whatever. But I've always, I, I think, when when we don't force these social norms of like you're, you're, you know, you're a boy, don't cry, that kind. You know, honestly, that kind of bullshit. And he's totally okay with it. Like he's still perfectly physical. He loves playing ball, like all that. But like he has no problems crying. Meanwhile, where my daughter, she'll fall off a slide, smash her head on a rock, and just get up. And I'm like, You can cry. And she's why why would I? What do you mean? Like so like she's they are she's just a bit, they're, yeah, dude. She's just <laughs> they're a just shit. Like they're just different, yeah. You know, they're just different. <laughs> but like, yeah, anyways, I, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, and that's kind of the future that I think I, I hope everybody's aiming for. Is this the idea that yes. we gender norms on anybody be who you want and yes there are physical differences obviously and that coincides with emotional and and all the rest but we don't have to force it i think is kind of what i'm aiming at i'm glad we're on the same page yeah Um,
1: absolutely yeah and i was just like with honestly my boss today and my boss is a man who is 57 years old and is a badass like he started a, a distillery and you know he's doing great things in the world right Um, and he started crying with me today because one of his friends died and I was mentioning it to a guy I'm dating and he was like, man, he was like, I was raised to like, never cry. Like you don't cry. You need to be there for the women in your life, blah, 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 blah. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, my boss isn't like that at all. But then I thought about my own dad and I was like, I've only seen him see or cry one time. And that was like when he had to tell me my pawpaw died. And that's the only time I've seen him cry. Really? really. And it's not like my dad is uh, harsh or. No, not at all. Like I was going to say, I mean, I
2: know, you know. He's very like, he loves music. He's like.
1: Yeah, he's a cool
0: guy.
2: He's a super cool guy. But like,
1: and maybe he's just not emotional, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've only seen him cry one time which is weird. I think it's kind of a generational thing, you know?
3: And I, I wonder if part of it too is that we're all just a little more comfortable with being whatever the true version of ourselves is in those moments now. Mm -hmm. And so maybe if we're not as prone to crying like your daughter, Joe, like she's comfortable not doing that, whereas your son would be. And maybe it's just, we're at that point now where we don't feel the pressure to do one thing or the other instead of just reacting. I love that.
2: Do either of you have you, would you describe yourselves as criers? Joe oh,
3: and God. hell yes,
0: absolutely, dude. <laughs> I
2: love it. I think yeah. this, is yeah. on, uh, this is on an
0: episode. This is on an episode. But like uh, when my father passed, we sat down without knowing it, uh, like a month later or whatever, and watched Onward that Disney movie. And this yeah. is on another episode or whatever. But uh, but yeah, the end of that movie is gut wrenching, and I bawled like a baby, like I just full on. And like there's a couple of movies that still get me, but also like I remember my dad crying like a lot. Like a couple yeah. of different church services, like a couple of, di- you know what I mean? Like E, did, did, have you ever seen your dad cry?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I yeah. think it, like I said, I think it's just one of those things where it's just sort of whatever your personality dictates. Yeah.
1: I feel like your dad would be a crier.
2: <laughs> yeah. nature <laughs> <I feel like> crier. <laughs> I love it. Good. Like, I love you so much. Yeah. 100. That's my dad. I mean, he gets choked up. And as he's gotten older, it just gets worse. But I mean, I remember when we were little kids when we watched Father and the Bride. I mean, when my sister and I are like six and eight years old, long ways away from ever getting married. I mean, he just lost it. I mean, he's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So commercials, <laughs> birthday cards, family toasts at Christmas dinner. And my
0: dad's. Pregnant. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, it, it, not it's not definitely a generation. Just
2: thing. one time.
1: Yep. Maybe. Right,
0: but but it's but he definitely he's not. So I mean he's you know I am man he's Yeah
1: exactly poor, he's not cold
0: he's not heartless not at he's, at all. I know no. he's just you know and you're li- and that's the thing he's just things. happy guy <laughs> Yeah that too Yeah <laughs> could be no, I had an interaction with uh, with somebody who's it didn't. He's from South Dakota. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's our age. He would have been in our grade, or we would have been in his, or whatever. And we had had a lot to drink, and it was just him and uh, Sarah, my wife, and I sitting around a fire one night because his wife had gone inside or whatever. It's like three in the morning. We're wasted, and he opens up and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I just never felt like I was allowed to cry as a kid, and like I was always told to bottle it up and I was always told to be a man, and like without I wasn't even trying to like tip the scales over. I was like, dude, if you want to cry right now, like it's totally cool." and he just did like you could feel like it was like the wow. first time another man and like i'm not much of one I, you know technically i am but you know what i mean and it was like so i just gave him a hug and like we just cried together and like that was a fr- it was like it, this was recently maybe 2 years or less and i like that's it hit so me nice. then of, like but this that's the future men that. should be able to support each other in that same like why why you is that, that right? I mean? that's yeah, so it's a b- good guaranteed so like yeah, i think it's a beautiful thing it's it's not something that we should be do that
1: together all the time and it's a I good mean, thing Almost that's a good
0: thing. Together,
1: for <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, oh my god, you know.
0: So. But good, there's. I mean, you know, d- 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 yeah. to a point. Like, I admit that. Like, I probably wouldn't like. I-, I like this guy a lot, but like, we probably won't do that again anytime
3: soon. But if it ever needs to happen, I'm just but glad Like now. now do that. you feel a stronger emotional connection? One hundred percent before, right? Exactly, really? and I think that's part of it. Right, is like being able to be open emotionally with people that you care about and trust. Like, that's a big part of it. So. It makes huge. perfect sense. Well, and and it's it's,
2: if you you return the favor.
0: Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. That's why, like, we, yeah, I've, I do feel like we've bonded or whatever now. Like, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. And also, like, if you ever needed another emotional release with someone that you trusted, you know who to mm-hmm. call, you know? And
0: yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the thing. It, it is a big trust thing. More so than even maybe a man thing, but just like the idea that you would trust someone else to just see you at a vulnerable moment, or you know, whatever. I, I, yeah. It's it's just a it's a good part of human nature to allow yourself to be vulnerable. I mean, obviously, you you have to you know in in work and settings, and you have to carry this facade, and you know, I get that. But in moments and spots, allowing that out is probably a really good thing, huh? Isn't
2: yeah. Bernie Brown's whole thing,
3: vulnerability? Yeah, yeah, it's
2: um, yeah the power the power of vulnerability.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love her. I, I she's actually, great. See her on my commute to work like three times a month, and I sit by her in traffic and just like gaze.
2: At her <laughs> and I'm like,
1: hey, I'm not that's
2: amazing. amazing. I love I'm that. not ashamed. I'm, vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta wait. Oh. My sister's read absolutely everything she's ever done, so wow,
0: oh, that's awesome! I'm gonna oh, check that out.
3: How Check
0: out the TED Talk show. You'll like the TED Talks. Oh yeah, see, I, 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 I haven't cracked the book in forever, but a TED Talk is more. I can. I, can I know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Hey, what up, bro? <laughs> um, okay. I mean, and this is just kind of like to to circle back to kind of just like you know being a teacher or whatever. But and uh, Meg, don't don't name any names. But like, what was your worst kid? You know what I mean. Like, what what was? Can you can you give us a story of like who was you know who was the bad one?
1: Okay, but see, the problem is, is I liked the bad ones. Like they were my favorite students. The troublemakers Interesting. were. Interesting. So I can't give you a student. Like I had a kindergartner. Um, so you know when they're in kindergarten, you take them on bathroom breaks and you line them up against the wall and you go, okay, one girl, one boy, go to the bathroom. When they come back, the next girl, the next boy, go go to the bathroom. Well, my favorite student, but also my biggest troublemaker. It was his turn. One boy goes to the bathroom, come back. He comes back, he pulls his pants down in kindergarten, slaps his butt in front of the whole class, like repeatedly. Like, he's like hitting that's the
2: floor. <laughs> and uh, that's I'm just, a torch. just like, worries.
1: pull your pants up. What are you doing? Sit down, you know. Where some teachers would be like, he needs to like, be suspended for three days. I'm like, he's uh-huh. five years old. Yeah. He smacked his bare bottom in front of some kids. He'll be fine. You know,
0: but um, my son would think that's the funniest thing of those, all. Like he, I feel like my niece too, yeah. She dude, That's that's like, funny. That's just funny. would have done
1: that in kindergarten. Yeah,
0: that's that is empirically <laughs> funny. I've As probably seen Joe do that. Guaranteed. And I wasn't in kindergarten. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm <well>, in <laughs> yeah, ninth
1: facility. grade in the Breeze way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so speaking of ninth grade or any of the grades that we spent together, did y'all have any teachers don't say names. Did you have any teachers that you like hated? Because like I don't I don't remember any that I actually hated. Oh, oh, we did. Don't say names, but w- what happened? Meg, what happened?
1: Oh, I had a teacher who taught health and she kicked me out of the room because she thought I sneezed too loud. And then also she gave us an assignment to like make a like comic where it's about anti-drug stuff, you know? And so I used, I, I like spent all my time. Finding cutouts of Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and like <laughs> making them the comics. Well, Britney Spears was making a pig face like this in one of her pictures, you know, using her middle finger to make the pig nose. And this particular teacher thought I did that on purpose to flip her off. And so she sent me to Miss Jernikin. Remember Miss Jernikin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a huge deal. My mom came up, she threw a fit. Oh, it was just the worst. So that was my most disliked teacher for sure. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Ashley, did, did you agree there? Because I feel like you shaking Melissa your head. And Melissa
1: and
3: corroborate the story, so.
0: Shout out to Melissa. I'm sorry. I think I know on. what teacher
3: you're talking about, and that checks out.
0: Okay, Ashley, you were shaking your head. I, I'm really excited to get your answer. Did you have a teacher that you will say disliked? Obviously, don't name names, but. Yeah,
2: seventh grade math teacher, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and Amen. Can I just also remind everybody the validation that we felt when she fell down the stairs at Mo? <gasps> <gasps> I honestly <gasps> forgot oh, that. I forgot
0: that. Wow, that's. You, that's, you're doing a bad job as a teacher when you fall down and collectively the entire <laughs> school is like, good, you deserve that. Like no, nobody was like, okay. oh. I think fun. that was her life.
2: La- you know what, though? I, I will say about bad teachers with our grade specifically, our parents did not have tolerance for bad teachers. No, we got really a didn't. lot of teachers fired.
1: You
0: are not kidding. You oh, are not I kidding. Said,
2: oh, we got a lot fired. But also,
1: Ashley, as a female, do you remember when we went to Mo Ranch? A particular teacher slash coach who told us her suicide story.
0: Uh and Mo Ranch Mo
1: Ranch
3: were all all in our
1: bunk beds and she like sat everyone down and like recounted the time she tried to commit suicide. And it was
2: like yeah but I can't I I remember the scenario but what did she teach her what was she a coach for was she a it volleyball was like English coach nutrition
1: uh, basketball I think or volleyball
0: I just love the whole drive out. She was like, I'm going to really help these kids. Like, this yeah. now's my time.
1: In their pajamas, in their bunk beds. I'm just gonna right. They can't out. go
3: anywhere.
2: <laughs> A bad, extremely sheltered Hyde Park Baptist,
1: like
3: yeah.
2: 12-year-olds who probably did not encounter these kind of stories. No, yeah. I remember Lauren Smith and I were in our bunk beds listening like, what the heck is going on? Like. For sure,
3: yeah, for uh, sure. Oh, I love it. Um, what did okay, I do, jo- jo, to Nobody's surprise. um Ashley and I have the same uh teacher that we disliked. What are the odds? I- because it's the seventh grade math teacher? It's hard for me to like really dislike a teacher, and even more, I can tell you it's hard. I'll say this: it's hard for my mother to dislike a teacher, considering she works with these people. Mm-hmm. I like, but she's is like, like
2: the nicest person ever. Nice. she she's like,
3: okay. and you know, it's really funny hearing her thoughts on your teachers when you tell her about them, because she's just like. Yeah, you might have a point on that one. I <laughs> don't really know what they're doing. So, or you're giving one a ride home because they live close to you. And it's like, remember when you gave me a C on a test earlier? That was fun. Joseph, oh,
2: wow.
0: <laughs> Joseph, yeah. who's yours? Uh, a, a particular uh, coach that I wasn't um, a big fan of. Um, he kicked me out of a basketball game, and I deserved it at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you no, I, I, 100%. It. I needed to realize that then you don't say those types of words out loud in public. And yeah, I was like, you know, we, you know, we, we were, we were like ruthless during like sporting events. And I, I yelled a lot of choice words, at this one guy. And I said, one that was too far anyways, he and I never really got uh, along. <laughs> um, all right. So kind of harsh left turn here because I looked up a lot of teacher statistics um, and according to a couple different websites, the, the numbers are, are kind of average between a few different sites that I found, but they're all basically the same depending on where you look. Um, do y'all know how teachers, and this is just America, and elementary, junior high, high school teachers in America? Do you know how the gender gap breaks down, Meg? You might, but uh, it's. I know ridiculous.
1: it's a lot of females. Let me just, check y'all,
0: it out. dude. Okay, yeah. so based um, on my
3: class breakdowns, I can. N- n-
1: we dude. all get on the same cycle, so you know. Oh.
3: Fuck, I never thought of that. Yeah.
0: Me neither. Oh my god. Oh wow. God. Eric, yeah. I never thought of that. That changes. Wow. That's a whole episode unto itself right there. We could <laughs> die. Yeah. Well, all right, we're going to have you back, Meg. That'd be a fun one. All right. So, um, 76% of American teachers, again, elementary, junior high, high school, 76% are female. Mm-hmm, uh wow. principals. Only 52% yes. are female. Oh, I believe and, that. Yeah. And here's the next step. And this is, is so much superintendents, 23% 20, 20. female.
2: Isn't that, that
0: nuts? 24% of teachers are male. 23% of superintendents are female. How does that flip? It's almost an exact flip to where it, that's, that's, like, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, again, every topic we've ever delved into, it always ends like, why is and it's, it? Oh, and by the way, it's like all white. It's like 96% fucking white. Oh, it's like,
1: yeah. I mean, surprise. I would... it,
0: it's always white, dude. So yeah. I mean, the, the reason I even went down that road was just to ask this. And it's admittedly more for Ashley and Megan. H- have y'all experienced in your professional lives or even in school, have you experienced sexism? Like, like, you know, that you walked away going like, damn, that was like, that's only because you know what I mean? Like, I was only treated that way. Have you experienced anything along those lines?
3: Well,
2: I mean, for sure I have, I, I, the first thing that just pops out in terms of this conversation is that I know for a fact, I was doing a job where several of my male colleagues were doing a very similar, if not the exact same job and were paid exponentially more. Um, so yeah, that's never fun.
0: <laughs> that is so fucked. Like no, that, that, is that is so really like, I, I'm probably going to cuss a lot tonight I mean. because that there's nothing you can't not cuss at that. That's awful.
1: No, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. And me coming from teaching for nine years, like that was my first career. No, there was no difference in pay, Ashley, because obviously it was set by the state. But Mm -hmm. there was a difference in the way that male teachers were treated versus female teachers. Uh, Male teachers were regarded, they got hired much quicker uh, you mm-hmm. want male teachers. Well, because we want a male presence in children's lives. Right. But the other flip side of that was that they really could do no wrong. Like mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. parent complaints were not known. Um, they were getting great, um observation reviews, all that, you know, and that's not their fault it was just what was happening right they want to keep male teachers on the campus um but then i see another side in the other careers i've had since teaching so the other career was i worked for chick-fil-a like austin market on the corporate level um and did events for them and honestly um there i was regarded as like um the people in Chick-fil-A regarded females as like being able to get shit done better. Mm -hmm. And I I almost felt bad for the guys because they were, but the uh, the thing that pissed me off and Ashley, maybe you can agree is that the men in charge were afraid to come down on me and tell me what needed to improve, what was not going right. Whereas Mm -hmm. then they were really hard on them. You know what I mean? And I felt like, I, and I felt like I got a little more slack because they didn't want to like hurt my feelings or see me cry. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like- Is that also
0: insulting was, at the same time? It's very
3: like, insulting. Yeah. Sure. But it's also And it doesn't help you get better at your job at all either. Exactly. It's not professionally useful. It hinders
1: my growth. Um, and also it just doesn't set a great example at a high leadership level. Do you know what I mean? To just sure. be like, well- So-and-so who's a male just did this, but Megan did, you know, did this and she just, nothing really happened because no one
2: wanted to do anything. You know what I mean? Um, And not only that, but it it creates a bad rapport between your teammates. So then you don't have a good working environment. It's a more hostile working environment, which doesn't help or serve anything. Nope. Which is none of either
1: one's creating. It's the. Right. Coming from
2: above. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah.
0: Leadership
1: always. It's always always the upper leadership for sure. Um, I will say at my current job, I felt none of that. Um, And I'm not saying that just because I'm in my current job and I want to keep it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I literally, uh, my boss is probably one of the most just looking at human beings as human beings. I mean – He's great. We have all sorts of people working for us, different races, different genders, different, you know, how people identify um, gender wise, all of that. And I've never seen him treat anyone differently. So it's not all bad out there, but I've definitely experienced the bad.
0: I like mm-hmm. this guy a lot. If you're comfortable and if he's comfortable, like what's the name of the whiskey? Cause like, she, you know, our 12 followers, I want to shout this out. So they all go sure. buy some.
1: Yeah. Garrison brothers, uh, bourbon in Texas. And we are the first legal bourbon distillery in Texas. Um, and it's straight bourbon whiskey. It's all Texas grain, all Texas grown. Uh, we use Texas rainwater to proof it down. And it is cool. Guys, I've, I've been a fan since I worked for them. I mean, my dad is an original investor with them and has been taking me out there since 2006 um, hmm. like in college. And I fell in love with them. He posted a job um, last fall. I jokingly emailed him and said like, what are you posting my job for? Like, that's mine. <laughs> and he was like, do you want it? And I was like, uh, well, let's look at the price tag, you know, and <laughs> and I took it. So
2: that's awesome. Good for you. That's yeah, cool.
0: yeah. Like I, I, admittedly, I wanted to do a full show just about like you and whiskey. Like when we first talked weeks, weeks ago, I wanted to. Well, we did a full show on just a dude and wine, and I didn't like it. So we're not going I'm I'm to do that.
2: Girl uh, and a whiskey. And no, I,
0: I, well, you're a girl if that you I want to hear I like one of these podcasts
2: go off the rails. Feel wow. free to check that episode out real
0: hard. And, and old boy, and Ashley, they they butted heads a lot. It was, you know, we're, maybe maybe next time we'll because you know, I like you is what I'm saying. So
3: I think it uh, would be a different
0: result. Let's I'm like, yeah,
1: slightly. Okay.
0: I love it. <laughs> so are, are you like kind of like a whiskey snob now? Like, do you know your good and bad whiskeys? Like, do you at least because like if you I, hand me. Like like a like hundred dollar bottle of Scotch or like a bottle of Jack Daniels, I can sort of tell, but like I can't, you know. I, I meh, is what I'm saying. Can so, you tell?
1: Yes, but not by the price tag. I can tell by the brand name and like the just the quality. So like I mean, Blanton's, which is from Buffalo Trace in Kentucky, and if there's anybody out there listening to this that knows anything about bourbon, you know that you know Buffalo Trace and Blanton's are some of the trailblazers. And you can get a bottle of Blanton's for $30, whereas Garrison Brothers is $90 a That's bottle. Like
3: 100 bucks, yeah.
1: Yeah. And Blanton's is freaking good. And they are one of the best bourbons out there, but they're mass produced. They are not craft. And so they can sell their bourbon at that price. We are a craft distillery, we hand dip every bottle. Um, We hand package every bottle. It's very different. So the price tag really means nothing to me because I know I can get blands, which is literally one of the best bourbons in the country. Um, for cheaper hmm. than I can get Garrison Brothers. Yeah.
0: Just because they have the pro, like they're like the Bud Light. You know what I mean? Like they've well, got fully automated, I'm sure, by now and all that.
1: Yeah, but they taste good. Bud Light might taste good.
0: <laughs> Whoa, as America's number Sorry, one. Sorry, I was so going to say, uh, 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 one. Uh,
2: is
1: there gonna Budweiser play? is
0: as American as <laughs> you get, Madame.
3: Sorry. <laughs> King of beers,
0: yeah, King. Of- so I, I don't know how to left turn uh, out of this, but I also don't know how you even started working at the F one track. So how did you start at the F? You know what I mean? Like, what, give me a give me a story about F one. How did that even happen?
1: Golly, so crazy, right? Um, so I was teaching, but in college I was a um, camp counselor, and. I ended up being the assistant director of that summer camp. And the guy who is the director ended up working for Chick-fil-A corporate. And so when he heard that I was leaving teaching, he said that he needed um, someone to fill the events director for Chick-fil-A Austin Market, which included DKR Stadium, uni- University of Texas you know, football stadium, and then f one oh, and- yeah. Hook them. And then also, uh, I was working on the sponsorship for the new soccer, uh, stadium that's coming to Austin. Um, so I was at DKR, you know, six days out of the year, but it consumed a lot of my year cause we only had six home games, but then F1 was definitely at Coda, circuit of the Americas, uh, racetrack in Austin, Texas, was definitely a different ball game. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the biggest hurdle there was like when the track is hot and when it's cold. And honestly, when I first started, I had no clue what that meant. I was like, it was like December, and I was like, it's cold outside. The track can't be hot. And the guy was like, just like face to palm, like, ugh. When the track is hot, that means the cars are going around. And I'm like, oh, good point. Okay, got it. You know.
0: So, it. Like a hot mic. It's live. Yeah, it's live. You know? Okay.
1: And they're like, so, and also I didn't know how big F1 was. I mean, it's yeah. huge. And huge. actually, I'm sure you know, because you've been in the European world and they yes. all these races there in the drivers
2: are like superstars and I people was, love it. It is, it is a big deal. I went to Monaco at one point. I mean, that's like the, the birthplace of F1, I guess. And um, yeah, but people, you know, the way we love major NFL or NBA players, like F1 drivers are like the coolest. That's yeah. Wild. And so after I did
1: my first F1, I went and watched the documentary on Netflix which is called like Formula One. Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's uh Joseph, you'll have to insert whatever it's called from Netflix. Absolutely.
2: But
1: Not gonna I was like, holy shit, I was just standing by that guy from an Alt. Like
2: huh. no clue. <laughs>
1: He's
0: like a millionaire, like super select. Yeah,
3: like these guys, oh, like God. Lewis Hamilton is like He's one of the richest way. athletes in the
2: world. Of in all time. Huh. Yeah. The money behind it is absolutely unbelievable. Oh, insane.
1: But so like hmm. the times I was helping with those or helping run those events, it was like Bruno Mars, Pink, Imagine Dragons were doing the main shows. And so I was helping get all of that and all the vendors ready, you know, and um, it was just crazy because you could only access certain parts of. Circuit of the Americas, the track where it happens, when the track was
0: cold,
2: there well, was zero cars on it. You know, so
0: makes sense.
2: Well, well, now, was yeah. that in conjunction at all with um, Live Nation or C three? Don't they have like a C3. hand in all that? C3. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. C three. You know, That's cool. The
1: chart.
0: What would it take for you to go? Because like I looked up the stadium, it's like one hundred twenty thousand people. Like, what would it take for you to go to like an event? There, right now, like, what would it have to be like Justin Timberlake, or would you even go? If oh, it was just, no, you know what I, I mean? Like-
1: wish I had been doing it when Justin Timberlake was there. Oh my gosh, I mean, my panties would have fell just right off. <laughs> but I don't know if y'all know, sidetrack that I got into a private show with Justin Timberlake.
0: How small of a what? show? We're talking?
1: It was 200 people.
3: Whoa. shut up, That's and
1: crazy. I was at the front row. There was no barrier between the stage and me and Justin. That's and he, how did you not
0: end up in jail he that night?
1: touched my hand. He like got this close to my face. I told my <laughs> friend beside me. I said I could have kissed him. And she said he's married. And I said you're right. <laughs> so,
2: you know, I've seen this. I've seen these posts,
3: and I, know I just, you
2: have Ashley. My, my my middle school, high school heart was on fire for you um,
3: yeah that's was, pretty amazing considering
2: it was literally
3: night yeah. my life. yeah
1: but um, where was that was that in austin or was that yeah was that? that was south by southwest was that at like la zona rosa rest no, in peace? it was at the copper okay. tank rest in peace.
3: okay yeah. you, know,
1: you know who was playing mm-hmm. at the same time as prince Oh, right. And you so,
3: was at Lozano Rosa. French
1: uh, was at, mm-hmm. at Lozano yeah. Rosa and Justin was at Copper Tank. Yeah. But anyways, to get me to an event of that size, Joseph, even if it was Justin Timberlake, uh, first of all, at least F1 is outdoors. Mm. But I would have to guarantee, in my personal opinion, I have no idea where y'all stand, um, that I could... I would have to guarantee that I could stand away from people if I needed to. I wouldn't want to be up close to anyone. Oh, yeah. Totally fair. So, and I th- I'm not sure that can be guaranteed because you're walking in and out and you're going to be bumping elbows with so many people. So Public bathrooms. I you're going to be,
0: just, you cannot.
1: I honestly think I would just say, nope, this is just a... A sacrifice i make during this time you know just like people who lived through world war Two or whatever made sacrifices and they turned spanish out flu i guess
0: yeah and the spanish and flu sacrifice. you know but our sacrifice is so much easier like we're you know what i mean like we have no, air conditioning on the internet. Like,
1: compared to their sacrifice come on
0: it's mine is literally nothing Represent South <laughs> uh, you're, Yeah, you're
2: making zero sacrifices.
1: <laughs> for <laughs> now, Wait, Joe, we, for now. Yeah, yeah, for now. Yeah, hey, for,
0: for now. now. Um, mom, if you're listening, we can talk later because it's happening. Anyway, this is, I is have... a. Haven't oh, you told
3: God. your mother. I love uh, dude, we
0: we haven't even got this house sold yet, man. Like, there's nothing to tell. Like, we don't have like this Sell is all it. shit up in the air. Shit is up in the air right now. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. All, right, all right. All right. So this is this is a. I don't even know how to ask this question. I'll admit it's kind of tough. It's kind of awkward, at least for me. So specifically, specifically, the females here. What is it like just dating? Like the the idea of the dating game. What is it like knowing that you're the smaller person physically? Like, are you constantly wondering if you can trust this person? Like, is that just something you have to accept that you've gotten used to? Am I making too big a deal out of it? Even like prying into it because for me it just seems like like. I don't know. I I don't know. It's. It just seems like it would be tough knowing the other person is just that much bigger than me. Is that a thing?
2: Okay, so I'm going to pivot off of the physicality of it, and maybe Megan has an answer for this, but I do have a topical story that fits in with this question. Um, I think that it prior to whatever year um, online dating started becoming a thing or app dating becoming a thing, typically you dated people that were somehow related to a friend group, a coworker or something. So knowing people that knew people that you love and know and trust takes that out of the equation. Like, I mean, just think about, you know, I mean, all my guy friends, you guys included, or what, like, I've never felt, um, you know, physically scared to be around people that you obviously love and trust. That being said, going on a date with somebody who has no connection to your world in any way, shape, or form is definitely putting yourself outside your comfort zone in a myriad of ways. But um, <laughs> I don't. I, I feel that people are inherently good, and I, you know, try to just do the smart, right things. You know, try to meet earlier on in the evening in a very public place. All those, you know, kind of safety precautions. Always tell a family member or friend that I'm going to be out, maybe even share your location on a drop on drop a pin, you know, if you don't hear from me by X time, these kinds of things. But let's talk about also on the emotional level, because just recently, I went on a date with somebody that I met on the app. Um, We went on a first date that was one of the best first dates I've had, maybe ever. The amount of things that we had in common were incredible. He lived in Paris for three years. Um, same as me, like a block away from each other, different years, but literally in the same neighborhood, we drove the exact same car down to the model in year. So when he pulled up, our cars were completely matching. Um, it, the list goes on. We kind of talked, obviously timeline things come up. You have to state your age on the app. So now you can immediately tell where this is going. My analytical brain starts what going. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, no,
1: Ashley. I'm kidding. Go ahead.
2: And so the guy looked good for his age. I, I believed that the age that he said on his, he had said he was 39. Um, and, you know, I'm almost 35. That's completely age appropriate dating range. And he, he, he certainly looked 39 to me. Um, having said that, I have dated people who are older than, you know, in their 40s or whatever. Uh, he is definitely uh, about to be 48. And he just full on lied. And didn't give, to the point where I specifically said, like, he asked me when my birthday was, and I said December, and he was like, oh, mine's November, and I was like, oh, the big 4-0, like, and he didn't correct me. So the guy lied in multiple instances over two conversations. Oh, my gosh. So it's not hard to do a little bit of Google research and figure out how old somebody is because, he, you know, I mean, obviously, it's just not hard. He, I, I knew what he did for work. We obviously talked about a lot of things. He's definitely almost 48. Good Lord. And, <laughs>
0: Good Lord.
2: and so here's um, quite the difference. Quite a difference. Um, and my, and where I stood on it is that, uh, so he did end up asking me on um, a third date and it was a bummer because I actually really liked him and I'm, I'm not necessarily against dating somebody, you know, 10 ish years older than me, whatever. Um, and so I told him, I just straight up I, I was like, listen, I, you know, did I realize that you lied about your age and his excuse was pretty lame. He was just like, Oh, I only get matched with 50 year olds if uh, if I put in an age. I'm like, Dude, you're a software developer. You know how this works. Like, don't even try it. Yeah.
0: It wouldn't have been that big. I mean, I get that you don't want to get matched up with people way older than you, but if that's what you're trying to avoid, you just did that to somebody else. So, like, you're not allowed to say, yeah, I don't like it when that's what you're aiming for. Like, you're so I trying do. to be able
2: to avoid I mean, it. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I'm, you know, it's like if somebody can lie that easily. Ooh. That's not, I know. Yeah. Like, I,
3: what, do, what do you think is going to happen further every time you have to go through this rigmarole of being like, yeah, by the way, I'm 10 years older than I said on my
0: profile? Yeah. At what point do you play that card out? Like, it's so, like if you ever actually got like real and dated for a while, like you would eventually like see his ID somewhere. Like, that's well, going to happen. I,
2: and I even said to myself, if he had, if we got on the first date and it went well, that he liked me enough to ask me on the second one, if he would have come to the second date yeah. and you would have said, listen, you know, here's where I'm at. I do whatever. And he would have come clean on the second date. We'd probably still be dating now. So Mm. that's for him.
3: It it, (laughs) It goes back to the honesty, trust thing, right?
2: Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: If we're going to build this on, I mean, that's you're building a castle on sand. Like if you're going to lie day one, like what are we really able, what
1: are we getting into?
0: Yeah. What's the best? Like, all right. I I want.
1: Yeah. Are you dating someone? Are you married? What's going on?
0: None of that. Dude. I liked your girl dude shame on her she's missing out both of y'all both eric and ashley both your exes sucks for them
1: oh yeah me too sucks i don't know but yeah i go with joe
0: <laughs> no i love it um i do okay so i it, like i the reason i asked like the kind of physicality thing is because when i was writing this episode or whatever i even asked sarah my wife i was like what did you think of me when we first met and like she tried to be nice but she was like well you're kind of <laughs> weird Like you were kind of weird but i was well, still very you were weird uh very (laughs) very oh dude and i mean yeah like your situation was
3: also extremely unique
0: it was but regardless i mean we were essentially in a dorm like yes we were overseas or whatever but like we were essentially in a dorm and at the time like i weighed like 135 like people talk about the freshman 15 i didn't gain 15 pounds like my first two years of college i lost like 60 pounds give or take probably because i only spent my money on we're going to say beer. (laughs) we're going to say on the recording we're going to say i spent all my money on beer beer and cigarettes both of which are true maybe anyways so i like literally like i like like, i know i'm well heavier now but like then and you guys know like i'm i'm putting on my quote unquote charm which is just be as as rapid fire jokey joke as i can be but like i'm not a big dude and she was still like cautious of me so like i i get like eric like it's just so weird at least for me as a dude or whatever like i how many? Yeah. How many dudes have you seen that weigh like a buck thirty five? Like, ooh, I need to. Mm.
3: I, I get what you're saying, right? Is there a certain security and having a certain size and physicality? But I, I don't know. A lot of it's just the way you carry yourself and the way you present yourself, right? Like, mm. I can present myself as very unassuming and unharming because that is pretty much who I am as a person, right? So, like, despite whatever physical presence I have, to present myself in my true form, considering it is that. It doesn't really come across that way, so I don't imagine that it's a problem in the same way where there are 135 pound people who walk around like they're Conor McGregor. Yeah, and they sort of invite different types of reactions. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I outweigh Conor by a lot. He would whoop my ass.
0: So like, it, it. I feel like, and maybe this is just my own insecurities or whatever. Maybe it's why it doesn't matter. I feel like I'd have to be like Ronda Rousey or some shit just to go to a bar and enjoy myself casually without constantly looking over my shoulder and be like, who's trying to pull some shit? You know what I mean? Like, I- I- am I alone here? Because, I, I mean, Megan, or do you feel the way I feel? Because clearly Ashley doesn't. Clearly Eric doesn't. No surprise. They agree. <laughs> Megan, I- I- am I on an island?
1: I have honestly never been intimidated by guys like physicality. I get more intimidated by their uh,
3: it's attitude, attitude and demeanor.
1: Attitude and demeanor. I mean, Mm -hmm. I ended up on a first date with a guy who murdered his ex wife's lover and spent (sighs) 12 years in jail. And he told me that at the Mean Eyed Cat in Austin, Texas.
0: On date
1: one. On date date one. (laughs) I'd like to know the full story.
0: Yes. Are you kidding?
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, it was awful, guys. So
3: really? Wow. (laughs) It wasn't a great one.
1: So, I met this guy on, I don't remember what app, honestly, because it was like seven years ago, but uh, no, it wasn't. It was like six years ago. Okay, whatever. But um, met on an app and he had the last name as a girl. I went to elementary school with and I uh, messaged her and I was like, Hey, is this your brother? And she's like, yeah, it is. You should go out with him. And I was like, okay. So we met at the Mean-Eyed Cat. And whenever I go on a first date with a guy, I sit at the bar. Like, where the bartender can, you know, yeah. be available. And we're sitting there. And um, we both get drinks. But he is, like, not familiar with things like Uber or...
2: Oh, no. Just, like, oh, no. like apps,
1: apps in general, okay? And so, finally, I oh, I God. said, like, so are you just, like, not a technological guy? You know, because some people are just, like, I'm off the grid, you know. I'm too yeah, scared. that's fine. Sure. And so I was, like, oh, so are you just, like, you're not, like, really into technology or apps? And he's, like, well, uh, actually, I've been in lockup. Oh. <laughs> I just got out of lockup six months ago. the Bartender looks at me and is like. "Uh, (laughs) I mean, not saying that out loud, but with the eyes. Oh,
0: yeah. You both knew what was said there.
1: I got this just one moment, but keep an eye on this. Thank you, sir. And so I turn back to my date and I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, well, do you mind what I ask for? And he was like, well, manslaughter. And I I was like, oh, goodness. I was like, what happened? (laughs) And he was like, well, I caught my wife with her lover and I killed him. And I go, oh, God. Uh And I go, Uh well, how long were you in? And he goes, 12 years. And I said, I said, oh, so you must have gotten out on good behavior. And he goes, no, I served my full sentence. And I was like,
0: oh. I mean, to be fair, Ashley was just complaining that her date wasn't honest. (laughs) <laughs> and this man seems seems very, Joseph. very, yeah, very honest.
2: Same thought was going through my mind. That <laughs> is correct. for ultimate honesty. Oh my god! That wow. is
1: correct. I am so glad he revealed all this on the first date. I really. I'm was sorry.
0: there a second date?
1: Hell, <laughs> awesome
3: you no. guys what? should have seen that face. I wish, oh yeah. God. If only. Oh my <laughs> god, the eyes were huge.
1: Yeah, no. I was like, oh, you served the full sentence. And he goes, yeah, i do it again. And I was like, okay. I very, I very calmly finished my drink with him. And then he was like, do you want another one? And I was like, you know, actually, I've really got to go. I've got other things tonight. I could only do one drink. It's our first date. But it was so great to meet you. Super. I had to pay for both of the drinks.
0: Don't care. Worth it. Get out.
1: And the bartender was like, like nodded, like, Yeah, like, on, yeah, you get, get out why, of here.
2: Why couldn't he even pay for his own drink?
3: Well, he doesn't have a credit no card. No.
2: And he's a felon yeah. and he can't put a
1: job. Nobody put
3: shit in his uh, commissary account. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that was uncalled <laughs> for. That was, that, no, that, was, that, was, that was very uncalled for. Wow.
0: Meg, yeah. is that the same person we were talking about? Uh, no. person, and I don't want to get okay. No. So can you dive into that story, dude? You've had some winners. All right. So if you don't mind, just just because I don't even I don't I want to call set it. Had um,
1: you know, I don't choose the best men, but um, yeah, the one you and I were talking about, Joseph. Oh God, he was a. He reminded me. Of, do y'all remember Scott Peterson? Like when we were a freshman in college, he like. I feel so murdered.
0: bad using people's last names just for the record. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. This yeah. is
3: oh, a oh, this wasn't oh, years. Oh, okay, okay. This is a public. I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Scott oh, Peterson. Peterson. Yes. A national I'm... murder case. Just sure. Yeah. This is. Oh, and like Lacey a...
0: Peterson. Is that what it is? He yeah, killed yeah.
1: an unborn child or whatever. Yeah. 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 Lacey Peterson. Yeah, no, I'm not calling out anyone at Hyde Park. I
0: was like, "Good before. God, any anyone of our ex like Hyde Parkers murderers?" Goes, you know,
1: goes. So I feel so bad using people's first
0: names. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to. Shit. <laughs> no, I won't do no, it. No, th- no, this guy. Fuck this guy. No, this yeah. guy's so
1: This guy. Fuck him. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I met him on Bumble, but he not Scott like Peterson,
2: him. an actual other person. No, yeah, different person, guy.
1: Another guy right. who reminded me of Scott Peterson. Um, I met him on Bumble, but. Um, the reason we connected was that we went to the same church and we had a lot of friends in common, supposedly. And so we started dating and it got serious real fast. And we dated for a long time. And Are you talking years? Uh, well, no, not a year, like nine months. Um, that's
0: still, that's significant. I mean, that's, that's a long, that's that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Many seasons have changed.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, he had always told me, like, I was married once. My ex-wife is crazy. Um, here's her number. Would you just block it so that, like, she doesn't bother you? And I was, like, so naive that I was, like, you got it, babe. You know, like, let me block the <laughs> And then she, like, contacted me on, like, Facebook, like, months down the line. Like, the finally ex-wife. got a hold of me, the ex-wife of this guy. Turns out, no, he's still married to her and has two children.
2: Oh,
1: and, oh, and had been telling me that he worked out of Houston and Austin, where in reality, no, he did, but he was going back to Houston. He, he worked in Austin, but he was going back to Houston to see his children. His wife and, and his wife. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. It was terrible.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, so that is, also
1: uh, I found out that years before this, he got caught up in the Ashley Madison scandal.
0: Oh, <laughs> idiots.
1: I'm not sure. Every single one of them that. deserved
0: that. Every single yeah. one of them yeah. deserved that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute idiots. Most of the Ashley Madison stuff I heard was like bots anyways. Half the women on there were fake. They were just yeah. taking your credit cards.
2: It was all real.
0: Yeah. Who would have guessed? Weird, right? Weird. Yeah. What, what are the odds.
2: Yeah. So.
0: All right, clearly uh, dudes are the worst. Like that's just like, come on. Wow. Uh,
2: but not all, not
0: that's all true. dudes, not all dudes, not all dudes. And I have specifically three eligible bachelors here tonight uh, because we're going to play. I don't have a quiz this week. We're going to play the Everything Is Interesting Dating Game. Ooh. Get ready, y'all. No, everybody I'm has ready. to choose. Everybody has to choose one person. Bachelor playing? A, Bachelor A born in it these are real people by the way i'm not i'm gonna try not to say the real names but like,
1: like we know them or they're
0: famous no not like hyde parkers but like oh, it, he, like like you know yeah yeah you, you will know them when we're done bachelor a born in illinois uh stands five foot nine this democrat owns a series of kfcs as well as a pool hall and a bar so mean, you'll never go hungry you'll have a pre- free place to drink and play pool he does have a daughter uh, from a previous marriage, uh, they have actually divorced, so don't worry about that, Megan. And uh, you know, nowadays it's no big deal. You know, they got you know, he's got a kid, so no big deal. That's Bachelor A. Bachelor Never B
1: murdered anyone?
0: Never murdered anyone. Good to know. Maybe Bachelor B, born <laughs> in Ohio. Uh, this independent, registered independent, not a super tall dude, five six. Uh, But what he lacks in height, he makes up for in living conditions. He's kind of like a hippie uh, of sorts. He owns a large acreage of land. He survives by living off the land. Uh, He's also a musician. He's a musician. He writes beautiful songs. Uh, Some of them, I don't know if you've heard of them, but Your Home is Where You're Happy. It's a great song. As well as The Hallways of Always. It's a great song. Genuinely, if you guys haven't heard these songs, they're great. This would probably be my choice uh, because, you know, outdoors, listen to my spouse play guitar and shit, like whatever. But that's Bachelor B. Bachelor C. Born in New York City, this Republican is easily the tallest dude. Uh he's six one. He's he's probably the richest one uh of the three. He's an author, or at least he has published multiple books. Trump. by far the richest, by far no, by far the richest of the three. Uh he, he's got some other kids, but you know, he's rich or whatever. So uh Meg will give you the first pick. Who would you like? That's Democrat, hard. KFC's in a bar, uh independent, kind of short dude, but a hippie. Or New York City Republican author.
1: Number one, please.
0: Number one. Uh it's actually he has killed a dude. It's John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, Congratulations. John. God damn it. I can't <laughs> believe you called it He has known this the entire way. I can't believe you saw through this. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, Ashley. Would you like Sorry, B yeah. or C? As they are, uh, still why available?
1: didn't you tell me who it was before Ashley got to choose? Yeah, oh. yeah,
2: because I was gonna go. I was gonna go number one as well. But I guess
0: we'll go. You, got, you got B or C? Don't, don't worry. We'll go B. B. Is that Charles Manson? You get Charles Manson. God damn it. He. Okay.
2: how did you know?
0: <laughs> I know my boy. I know, dude. And C is Donald is Trump. Not, Jr. I know, I know. Donald Trump Jr. Y'all is saw right junior? through it. Okay, oh yeah. man, I'm gonna have to get better at this. If we ever do a second round, I'm gonna have to get real, real it. out there with some worry. of these descriptions. I like it, but yeah, that's you know. That's I think John Wayne Gacy
3: is the winner there. By the way, for- I mean <laughs> clearly.
0: I didn't know he. I didn't know he owned KFCs. I was actually yeah. very surprised by that. Uh, yeah, like he a lot. of.
3: Kernel. makes sense. Right very, now, they, very
1: they, inferior to Chick Fil A. Let me just put that out there,
0: oh, dude. When you said right. Chick Fil A, I haven't had Chick Fil A since we moved up here. Like, I am so like Ch- mm. Chick Fil A has political views that I disagree with, yet they're so tasty, right. I still eat there. Like, yeah. they, that's very few places can I say that about? Like, they are just that good. Like, it, they're
2: it's very good.
0: good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're, they're a, a strong religious organization, and that's they allowed, are. And, they know, are. That's the America's right number
3: one conservative podcast. We are, but
2: okay. they still. They, move, like, they have great
0: also america's number one most conservative podcast i just want to correct everybody here um because paul said it in his letter to the, letter to the corinthians uh that the man is the head of the house so i mean <laughs> guys you should probably i mean i'm just saying like i want quote i want you to understand that christ is the head of every man and the husband is the head of the wife and god is the head of christ so just just so we're all aware of the cosmic hierarchical order of leadership there uh yeah, that's my terrible segue. Um, Meg, do you mind if we do a little... D- <laughs> it's the worst segue I've ever done.
2: <laughs> I love it. It was working for me.
0: Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, Meg, yeah, do you mind if we go down uh, the, the old God Talk alley?
1: No, not at all. I would love to.
0: Awesome. This is genuinely my favorite. And what part I think is
1: awesome is that we all, like, grew up going to this Baptist high school and middle school and elementary school. You know, yeah. I know Ashley was at Bennett Burn, but it was the same... R- Education—that's uh, the feeder school to our middle school and high school. I think it's great that it. we like see where all of I, all of us stand at this point in our lives now. So
0: a lot of us, situated, like Tanner, I was, I was right. super. Like a lot of people, I've been. Uh, you know, just just it, it's always intriguing to hear. You know, wherever. So sure. as of right now, mm-hmm. Megan, do you believe in God?
1: I do, one hundred percent.
0: You believe God is a man?
1: No. I don't think God is a man or a woman. I don't I don't think about him. I don't think about God in that way, to be honest.
0: Same. It's same. always it,
1: kind of fascinated me, the uh, argument over if God is a man or a woman, because it's never from a small child. I've never really been like, oh, it's a man or a woman. I don't know.
0: Right? No, I'm right. That's literally the next question I've written down. And I want to ask all of y'all, What? why do you think? The, the idea of God being, you know, the quote unquote heavenly father, or, you know, we, its all, at least in, in my opinion, it was always referred to God as he, he it, does this, yeah. he works a mysterious yeah. he, why?
2: Well, I mean, the people who were writing the story are male, um, language and the, what we had available to us in, in terms of description at that time was probably, you know, pretty basic so I, and I think people just, you know, what's the greatest quote, right? What, you know, well, you yeah, know, it was men who were transcribing these stories. So I think it's by default, but I, I I'm of the same thought too. I don't think of God in, um, in, in, in a human form, male or female at all. Yeah. Agreed.
3: Yeah, yeah, same. Me, and then, yeah, for sure. I don't think of a form we even understand probably, but I would say that, probably assigning a pronoun to them, I'm guessing might have to do with the type of society you come from. If you come from a matriarchal matriarchal or a patriarchal society, and maybe mm-hmm. sort of the way that bleeds into the way you interpret God and then write it down.
0: Now yeah. so it, it might not have necessarily been chauvinistic. It probably was, but it might not necessarily so much as just, you know, they really like you had a King and King was he ergo God yeah. was
2: right. According,
0: yeah. It
2: so cracks me up how like, You know, I mean, especially in the United States and the Bible Belt, you know, God is seen as a white male. We would know that, you know, given where that story actually took place. Probably looking a lot more like Muhammad than he is Mike. hundred oh, percent, yeah, yeah, one hundred. We had we
0: had multiple pictures up in our house of white Jesus, like literally <laughs> no. of white, and it was just like. And at the time, I just you know didn't even question it. Now it's like, what? Like, come on, y'all, like that's not even that's like not we true. we. pornography yeah. is just a fact. Like that's not that like, you can't. There's nothing to right. do with anything. It's just it's just you know. I mean, America's number one most conservative podcast. White Jesus, just you know, and, All right, so Megan, do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. Do you believe in any other deities? Muhammad, Vishnu, Krishna, any any other Archangel Michael, anything?
1: I believe that Archangel Michael is real, but... It's I in be, the Bible. Yeah, it's in the Bible, and I, I, I think it he exists. Um, but yeah, I believe in Jesus, for sure.
0: Do you believe in the devil? I do. Do you believe in hell? I do interesting interesting so in in your opinion there is at least two different places you can go when you die if not more i don't know just not trying to put words in your mouth but yeah there there is a potential of, of at least two different places
1: yes um i believe in let me put this just real simply my beliefs the authority of the bible so um the authority of the Bible says that there's a heaven and a hell. And so I believe that. Um, and I've studied it. And that's just what I've concluded to believe. So
0: I, yeah. I can't tell anybody they're right or wrong. I don't know. Shit. So like, that's just, to be clear. That's just, that's interesting. Well, so I don't
1: feel like y'all are being judgmental at all. I'm just like, that's my clear authority in my life that I've chosen. And so that's what I go with. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, anything that leads you
0: not it. to anything that leads you not to murder somebody, like I don't care what it is, like yeah. maybe maybe you're you know that, that guy you dated might have needed a little bit more, <laughs> but you know it, it, doesn't, it really does matter. So that's yeah. that's interesting. So have you w- would you consider yourself? I mean, have you? I don't even know how to ask this. Would you say that there's anything large scale that has changed as far as your beliefs structures from from you know high school to now? Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Can I press on what those might be?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, come on, Joseph, you've known me. Like, I've been from high school through college. I was like the girl who was like, I will never smoke pot. I will never drink. I, and I can't believe my cousin does this. And oh my God. Shout out.
0: What up, bro? So <laughs> and
1: nice. so did this. I didn't say his name. No,
0: no, um, no. No, 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 Love, no. That, love I, that guy. Crazy. I, I like,
1: does feel so bad for him. Like, why did he oh, do yeah. that? Blah, blah, blah. And then. On my 21st birthday, I won't name any names, but a very good friend of ours who is a male took me to get margaritas with two females who are very good friends of ours. And I got wasted. I got (laughs) wasted so much so that uh, the male, who is our very good friend, drove me home and like tucked me into bed. Like, first of all, I told him to stay in his car and I was trying to get my key in the door, you know, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't. And finally, I was like, Get your ass out of here, Rob, you know. And
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was him. I
1: just, he's He's been on the
0: podcast. I don't feel bad using his name. He's He's been on the podcast.
1: All right, Meg. All right, Meg. Actually, this is in his favor. So I remember waking up just like fully clothed the next morning, aspirin water by my side, like, Door locked, a text message saying keys under the door, like just very gentlemanly, right?
2: So sweet.
0: Professional so alcoholic. Sweet. And hey,
2: can I just say there's an example where male physicality helps a girl out?
1: You
0: know, hey, now, hey now. He take carry it. your ass home.
2: It can work <laughs> in positive ways. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> Ashley. Yes. And so I just kind of went from this very legalistic Christian of like, I can't believe you drank. I can't believe you smoked pot, or I can't believe you like took Adderall or blah, 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 blah. To like, you know, there's like all these different avenues of life. And I am not perfect by any means. And when I told a few of our guy friends, you know, what had happened, they laughed hard because I've been so hard on them about drinking or doing whatever. And then here I am, like, laid up in bed, like, you know, so-and-so had to get me home and blah, blah, blah. But I've changed a lot. I just don't see a lot of legalism in my faith. Uh, I steer pretty clear of that and just try to stick with what I believe. And um, I believe in a lot of grace and forgiveness and kindness um, and love. Um And I tend to try to spend my time with people who believe those things as well and who, but who also believe in God and Jesus. Um, And I, not to diminish like someone just being a yes, ma'am, or a yes, sir, to me, like, oh yeah, you're doing great. Go for it. Go for it. I still want people who will challenge me on like negative behaviors that I'm exhibiting. Mm -hmm. But I have, I have changed vastically from being a very what I'm recognizing in myself judgmental person to someone who's like that doesn't mean you can't know God. Do you know what I mean? So
0: I I know exactly I mean I think we all obviously we all do because that is <laughs> for better for worse a lot at least what I'm finding, what a lot of us took away from yeah. being engulfed in it so much was that it was, I think I said this on a different episode, a, a list of don'ts. And I don't think yes. that was ever the intention of, of any religious leader. But I, I doubt Jesus was walking around just telling people, stop, stop, stop. Whereas, well, Eric, you disagree.
3: Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Saying it's not the intention, I don't know that is correct. Maybe it's not the intended consequence or the main thing they want you to take away. But I do think there is some intentionality in telling people don't do things. Why so? I think part of it has to do with it's just an easy thing to enforce and to bring people back over and over again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think there is – not to be too cynical about it, but there is the idea that if you tell people don't do something and you tell them the only way to be forgiven for the things they're not supposed to do is to come back to the place where they are right now and to be with you and to tithe X, Y, Z, whatever, I think there is some intentionality in that sort of focus purposefully cyclical nature I I know you're
2: not control
3: yeah
0: Yeah, that's that's control why well, Eric's the head and the heart, or the heart and the head, depending on which one of them's talking at the same time. But you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it, it nails it every time, dude. But no, that's that's interesting. And Meg, I, I love that you're willing to say that because I, I had a, a time. I mean, I think we all did. Where it's like I remember telling friends of ours, like, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing." That, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. And then you know, however many years later, I was doing. Rah, 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 and it's like, oh, you know, maybe I was an asshole. Like maybe I shouldn't have. But
3: at the, yeah, at the but time, it's, it's important to remember though when you were saying that, right? It was actually probably coming from a good place, right? Like I'm at least exactly course. where you're about to go, right? Yeah. Like, no, but dude, yeah. It, it, at least partially you speak. you're helping
1: people yeah you know, like i remember i'm not gonna say his name but like a a friend of ours that came from hyde park and we went to a&m together like he started drinking and shit and i was just like oh my gosh like i love we're we talking
0: about vance because he said that no, totally not true. We vance.
1: Vance. no but he did do that yes no well, it, yes. Was vance. <laughs> <laughs> it was not It was. i was just like Oh my gosh! Like I want to help you so bad and keep you from doing these terrible things. Like it
2: wasn't. But I save you. Like it's your personal responsibility yes. to save them. But yes. it, but
1: it wasn't coming from a like I'm not going to be your friend now. You're terrible. Blah blah blah. Like
2: yeah.
1: it was just like I genuinely thought I needed to like ruin your life.
2: Let me help you. Yeah. yeah.
1: But now yeah. I so, kind of I have a much bigger view on things, if that makes sense.
2: Uh, absolutely,
1: I believe in like you've asked me God, Jesus, uh, heaven, hell, um, and like I told you, my I consider my authority the Bible, and so I try to focus on that instead of like what is this person doing? They shouldn't be doing that, or like what if that all like I try to just focus more on my relationship and my connectivity with God and Jesus.
3: That's a beautiful thing. You know, like
2: your personal relationship. I love that. I feel like yeah. that's how I spend my time more as well.
3: Yeah. yeah, tells, And I think that's what probably is in the Bible that they don't focus enough on, right? Is like how personal the relationship is. And like the disciples, what that was, was a friendship and a personal relationship. So yeah, absolutely. To seek that out in our personal lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I freaking love that man cuz that's yeah that's and I love that every one of these we end up like I haven't like vehemently disagreed really with anybody except except for Jeffrey cuz wow but <laughs> Otherwise, yes. I really have. He's the only person I've ever asked. Ever. I, I've asked, you know, we've done these. And, and this is something that I just admit socially. I bring up God in a lot of conversations with a lot of people I've like more or less just met. Like it's because it's just I, I find it more interesting than we want to talk sports. Like we both know LeBron's awesome. We're just going to wax poetic about how cool he is. Like what right. are we doing? Like really and what are we doing?
2: Tangible.
1: So, so Yeah.
0: And this was the only guy I've ever met ever who said he didn't want to there to be an afterlife. I've met plenty of people that don't think there is, and that's fine. I can't show you any examples or prove anything, but what do you want? Usually, and up until this guy, every single person down the line, vehement atheist, Vance, staunch atheist, Dave's been on the show, staunch atheist, still say they want there. This guy said he didn't, and that confused the hell out of me, <laughs> whereas everybody else.
2: To an extent. I get it. Like I think it takes the pressure off. You know, It's like, well, if there's nothing to... Like make this life purposeful for in any way, shape, or form. Then it, you know it is what it is. You're, I think he was really hell bent on the. You know, kind of didn't mean that pun there, but you know, that you're living, yeah. you're living one day oh, at a time. Sorry you know? that.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. yeah. Honestly, it, I would like gladly have a beer with Jeffrey. Like if we're ever hanging out or a glass of wine or whatever. He seemed like a fun guy, but I was just surprised. On like I, I would think that everybody would want it, but no, maybe that's it. Actually, it it, it is liberating. I guess yeah, saying,
3: yeah, and there's that quote, I forget who it is, some poet said it, something about it, like, that it all ends is what makes everything before it so much sweeter. The idea mm. being that in order to appreciate and enjoy the things you're having, they have to end at some point,
2: mm. which
3: is an interesting yeah, idea. I think think it's of so. is like too conceptual to wrap your head around. Right. So yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 yeah. It's probably not totally understanding like the difference between the human experience and the eternal experience and soul and right. the body and all that. But it's not necessarily like an insane idea because there is some validity to that idea, right? That like the fact that in the end, something we're done, everything before it matters a little bit more because there is an end.
0: That's what makes any game fun. I mean, from a card game to a sports game to a race yeah. to anything, there has to be a finale for there to be even be a game in the first. I mean, not fair.
2: And try hello the after party after the <laughs> we, can, we can keep
0: drinking y'all like there's a there's yeah exactly a, there's a four am bar down the street now. yeah <laughs> freaking beautiful. um man, that this is uh, this is wicked fun. and and Meg, seriously like I'm down to dudes do again and we just have a whiskey night. like we can yeah. all get way too drunk and be hung over no, like, dude since we hung over
1: like uh, samples of our different bourbons and we can stay yeah. on here and do it together and taste them. And, and I can yeah, I would through it. would y'all
2: want like to? That it? sounds amazing, yes, that would be amazing. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> like bourbon? Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm
1: all in. I would be totally down and just leave yeah. it through a Garrison Brothers tasting,
2: absolutely.
0: Give me
1: your addresses and I'll send you some samples. Thank Thank you. You.
0: Hell yeah, y'all. Anybody listening, thanks. Me again, we're doing another hour and a half, or I guess that's just the standard. We're doing 90 minutes, y'all. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Um, We have a Twitter. I got to keep trying to promote that. And here's the thing: if anybody made it this long into the episode, you probably at least don't hate. They did. I
1: was on it. So.
0: (laughs) If anybody to, I swear to God, first person to tweet our new official podcast, first person to tweet us any idea, that's what I will do that episode. If you tweet any idea, I don't care what it is, tweet it at us, and we'll do that. I like that. at, At everything is in seven. Because again, I'm not original. Apparently, like six or seven other people already did this. So, at everything is in seven. Any idea? I don't care. Pick the topic. Make it just a movie. Make it. Make it a six-minute song, and we'll try and stretch ninety minutes out of it. But like, do that, and we'll do that. And yeah, Meg, I can't wait to have you back on, man. This was awesome.
1: Thank you so much. I love seeing y'all. Uh, y'all don't absolutely. know, but I can see each of their faces right now, and it makes me happy.
0: It's <laughs> oh, great. It's absolutely great. Well, I got you. Yeah,
1: good
2: yeah. stuff, y'all. See you next time.